Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey no. I haven't even started the show yet. Already we're getting phone calls. How about that? Hey, did you have a good weekend? Oh, my God, did I have a weekend. Oh, my God, have we gotten drunk. All right, Steve Trevelis, you and me hanging out until uh, 11 o'clock tonight on this uh, beautiful Monday in New Jersey. Nobody get through is uh, 1-800-283-101.5, of course. And uh, tonight... Going to give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Reba McIntyre live in New York with special guest Terry Clark and the Isaacs at Madison Square Garden on April the 15th. Going to be a hell of a show. Uh, Saturday night, if you go on nj1015.com and you check out my post um, about the uh, Medford comedy show that ended uh, with a close that you can only really do once. Unless, of course, you're horrible at marriage, then you can do it two, three, four times, right? But um, Saturday night, uh, I'm driving down to uh, Medford, a place called Studio 67. And if you listen Wednesday nights, you know Justin Gonzalez, who uh, sings with 33 and the Third, The Killer Queen Experience. He's a tenor, and he sings exactly like Freddie Mercury. And he sang We Are the Champions last week and almost shattered the glass in this place. Well, Justin was one of the comics. Bob DeBono was another comic. And Bob, you may have seen, uh, he's the guy who impersonates Donald Trump. He may show up in New York tomorrow in the courthouse, right? He's the guy that you've seen impersonate Trump. He's been on The View, Comedy Central, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Murphy Brown. Uh, when you're, you know, that, there's that guy that does Trump. He's that guy. So Bob, myself, Justin, and Jason Pollock, uh, another comic, very funny guy has been in here. Uh, we're all doing this comedy show in Medford at Studio 67. Now, on the way down, I, uh show starts at 8. So I get in a car like 7 o'clock. And um, I'm going to make it like there, maybe like by 7.30. I hope to get to 7.30, quarter to 8, right? So I punch in my GPS, Medford, New Jersey. And next thing I know, it's taking me north. And I'm like, where the hell am I going? What kind of a shortcut is this? And I look down, and somehow my GPS is saying Milford, New Jersey. So now... Instead of going to exit 7A and going down, I actually went to exit 8 and now had to drive south on the turnpike. Now, picture this. It's about, like I said, quarter after 7. So you know what's happening as I'm about, what's about to happen. I get in the car. It's, sun, it's not sunny, but it's like warm. And as I'm driving, I'm watching the sky turn black. And now I'm thinking, all right, it's my luck, right? As I'm coming down the turnpike, now I got to get there. So I'm literally doing, no no kidding, 95 in the left lane. That's the last time I looked at the speedometer. I am flying. 
and it's getting darker and darker, and it starts to really pour. And again, I'm flying. Only now, I could feel the car is going to start the hydroplane. So I ease up a little. And it gets stronger and stronger and, and harder and harder and darker and darker. And golf ball size hailstones start coming down to the point where it literally sounded like we were being shelled. And all the cars, the turnpike turns into one giant parking lot. And I'm in the middle of it. And we're all stopped. And at this point, I'm like right next to the underpass by 7A. And... I get on the phone. I call down the Metro. I said, guys, I ain't coming tonight. This, 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 I, I, and I can't make it. I mean, no, this is a parking lot. No one's moving. So uh, I'll make it up to you. Whatever. They said, no, 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 listen, you know, be safe. Do whatever you have to do. Just let us know. And I'm sitting there, and I never heard anything like it. I've never experienced anything like it. I mean, I've driven through horrible conditions, but nothing like this. Where, it, like I said, it just felt like like your car was being bombed. Like rocks are falling on it. And all around you are these, like, a, like snow was piling up because there was so much hail. And after a while, you know, then it went away. And after it went away, I was able to start driving again. And then, you know, I saw and heard all the, uh, the damage that had been, you know, happening all across like, you know, Jackson, uh, Monmouth County. Ocean County, and uh, I hope that, you know, if this has affected you in any way, that you're safe and that you've got a path to a solution to solve whatever problems that this may have caused you. But what I want to do this hour, so get, getting back to the story, though. So we get down there, and the show goes on, very funny show. It's Justin, Jason, uh, myself, and Bob DeBono as Donald Trump. And it was funny, and the place was packed. And at the end of the night, when it comes time to say goodnight to everybody, Justin goes back up there and he asks everybody to stick around for a few minutes. And uh, his fiance, who he met Facebook dating uh, a couple of years ago during the pandemic, and her daughter, and he asks uh, the father to go in the back. And sure, you know, lo and behold, they instead of proposing after the comedy show, they actually got married. After the comedy show. So what I want to ask you, though, we'll get to that later. I want to know from you at 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been caught? What's the worst weather conditions you ever had to drive through? What was your experience like? Did you make it? How did it turn out for you? 1-800-283-101.5. Were you driving through the tornado? Were you actually on the road? Why were you on the road? My sister calls me. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm driving. <laughs> I, you say, I'd probably be better off if I had both hands on the wheel, but what do you want? But what's the worst? You know, were you driving during Saturday night's tornado? Where were you? What was it like as you were driving? What were you experiencing? How bad did it get? And, uh, or... What's the worst weather conditions you ever drove in? Did you drive during Sandy? Did you drive during uh, any of the blizzards or the hurricanes? They're, which are coming a lot more frequently now in New Jersey than they ever did. But 1-800-283-101.5. I would love to hear your story. 
Because I got to be honest with you. I mean, I've driven through the snow and the rain and the sleet, and I've never driven through anything like last Saturday night. Uh, you know, uh, between the car hydroplaning and then the golf ball size hail, and you're not used to it. You're not expecting this in April. It was almost like God was going to open the skies up and go, April fools. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, give me your driving in the inclement weather story. Are you looking to sell your home for the most money possible? Call Robert Dukansky at REMAX First Advantage to get your home sold for thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Sellers in Edison decided to divorce and go their separate ways. To sell their home, they reached out to Rob and his team, who put Rob's unique marketing strategies to work to get the home sold. It took only 20 days to get 14 showings and multiple offers. Selling the home for $536,000, which was $61,000 over the list price, enabling both to move on. Robert Dukansky's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and experience negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com or Google robsellsnj and then start packing 10 minutes on New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevor one 800 is the number to get through. How bad was the driving last Saturday night? Did you get caught in it? I did. Did you ever see anything like it? I want to hear your experience. And if not Saturday night, give me the worst driving experience you ever had in uh, inclement weather. Where you had one hand on the wheel and the other hand making a sign of the cross. Whether or not you believe. Helen is in Atco on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Helen. Hi, honey. I'm sorry this isn't a car story, but when I was 10, we lived in Norman, Oklahoma, and we were outside in the summertime playing. Right. Um, you know, all over the neighborhood. And behind the house where I lived, like I was two blocks over, you could see the black clouds like, like Saturday nights just quickly before you know it, it's coming in. And it looks scary. I mean, your tent is even worse, right? Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, all the parents are coming out. Everybody go home. Everybody go home. <laughs> I'm like, shelter in place. So I'm running home, and I just got in the house. My mother put things up against the doors and the windows, and she, there's seven kids. And my mom, my dad was a Vietnam at the time. And we had to hide under. She had us hiding under the dining room table. I mean, windows broke through, but we were like, oh, really? Wasn't destroyed or anything. Yeah, but it was really scary. And that that noise is deafening. That tornado stuff is deafening. And in Oklahoma, people are used to it because it happens quite a bit. But when well, Jersey, we weren't. And it sounded like the car no. was being bombed. It just sounded like machine yeah. gun fire on the roof. Same with our house. The same. We have an additional in our house, and we were sitting there. My husband's like. Oh, my God. He goes, what is that? And I said, that's rain. It's big storms coming our way. You know, because I think it's here, but it was loud. Yeah. It was well, really loud. Welcome so to Oklahoma. Okay. Oh, thank you, Helen. Let's go to Judy in East Windsor on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Judy. Judy, you there? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> How you doing, Judy? Now we both know where we are. Okay. Well, tell me your story. Um, I was just telling the guy on the radio, uh, several years ago, I was driving down to visit my family in South Carolina. Right. And uh, I got down to about Washington, D.C., and that's when the huge ice storm hit. And uh, basically, the road was turning to a solid sheet of ice. 
Everybody was spinning off the roads. My brother lived in Williamsburg, Virginia, so I was trying to stop there as a halfway point. And wow. um, it just took me forever, hours. And, uh, and I, was lose- I had no gas because I was going to fuel up there. And all the gas stations had lost power, so I couldn't even stop to get gas. And um, I got there. Basically, I got to about two miles, and he said, well, some of us have been coming out. All the trees were just falling down. Like, you were going, like, five miles an hour because I don't know if you've ever been to Williamsburg, but along 64, that's all, like, uh, little tiny trees, and they were all falling down. And every few seconds, you'd hear a crackling noise. Oh, wow. And you'd see a tree either behind you or in front of you coming down. Wow. (laughs) Like an obstacle course. Yeah. And so, and he said, you can make it a couple miles down. We've cut down some of these trees and pushed them off. So, so I stayed at his house. We had the fireplace going. And the next day I got up and I ran into a trucker who said, well, if you go this way, this gas station has some gas and you can get to South Carolina going this way. Yeah, because they know. Yeah, I'm telling, I remember during Sandy driving down 571. And you could see, because you're driving and you don't know because stuff is still falling down. So you're driving and you really aren't sure if a tree is going to come down on top of the car while you're driving. Yeah. And as you look to the left and right, the wires are hanging down, the trees are falling down. So you don't know what's going to happen. And everyone was driving slow, so you're like trying to inch along going and, you, you know, you're watching things move and you're like, can I make it with the car in front of me if it starts to come down? And. You oh, know, yeah. and even I stopped off at a rest area thinking I could stop there, mm. and the trooper was pulled off there, and he wasn't oh. going anywhere either. <laughs> now, I want that thing like the tanks have, where you could just roll right over the car in front of you and keep going. Yeah. <laughs> just leave them in the dust. That, that would be yeah. great. Judy, thanks for the call. Rob is in West Orange. What's up, Robbo? From the streets of Union City. There he is. There he is. What's happening? Listen, I'm, I'm so, I want to apologize because I threw an F-bomb at you the other night. Oh, I got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I apologize. But don't do that. Listen, I walked through Hurricane Sandy. You did? I did. So my mom, like, she lives in, uh, you know, we live in West Orange. Right. And, you know, I used to live in Montclair at the time, but we went to my mom's house to make sure she was all right. And then my brother's friend's like, hey, why don't you guys come over? It's like six blocks away. Right. We walked there through the storm. And what happened? Trees and, well, we went there. Mm-hmm. We smoked pot. All right. Well, that made the storm go a lot better, right? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. We had a bong outside in the middle of the storm. Mm. Trees are flying everywhere. (laughs) And we're playing darts. Did you run the Wizard of Oz, too, like on a big screen while it was going on? No, no. We had no power. So we're playing darts with a flashlight. (laughs) You can't make this up. No, you You cannot cannot make make this up. up. Love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, pal. How, how Jersey deals with, with inclement weather. I one 800 Have you ever driven through really bad weather? Did you drive through the tornado? Were you on the road while this was happening? I was. What would it feel? What did it feel like? Where were you? And um, have you ever had your car damaged or anything from it? I had a head-on collision once driving in a blizzard. And I didn't mean to. You just lose control of the car, and there's nothing you can do. And a big white 1973 Plymouth Fury that uh, the cops used to use. Not this car. But it's just that powerless feeling of I'm on 520 and Gordon's Corner Road uh, in Marlboro. And I'm just, you know, going along for the ride as my car is going head on into another car. 
And all you do is get out. Huh? You all right? I'm all right, though. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. Were you on the road last Saturday night while the tornado was touching down in New Jersey? Did you ever drive through it? Do you know what it's like, what it feels like to be smack in the middle of a tornado while you're on the road? They tell you, get off the road. I now know why they tell you to get off the road. You don't want to be on the road when this happens. 1-800-283-101.5. It, I, I never heard sound like that. Because you got to figure, you know, you've got like golf ball size hailstones are coming down full force. All over the car. You know, it, uh, you know, figure like a metal bunker. It, it was like being shelled. It was like bullets were going to bounce off this car. 1-800-283-101.5. And everybody, there's a certain point where you want to drive. You drive, like I'm driving in the left lane. And I could feel the hydroplane because the rain was just getting nuts. You know, it was like literally torrential downpour, sheets of rain while you're driving. And I'm thinking, I got to get there. I don't have time for this. So I'm trying to drive, you know, like to, to drive through it. And then at one point you find out, you're not going anywhere because everybody in front of me stopped. And then I look up and there's the overpass. And now I'm thinking, yeah, I think it's going to come down. Because the tornado, tornado's coming down 95. I'm coming down the turnpike. And it's almost like, you know, the, there's going to be a street light there and the tornado would stop. I would go. Then the tornado would keep going. No, you go first, please. Go yeah, ahead. Really, t- yeah, t- yeah. Tornado would give me the right away. <laughs> the right on red. It's Jersey. Tornado would flip me to bird. Right, right. I got here first. I'm yeah. going. Hey, where do you think you're yeah, going? What's the worst weather you ever drove in? Uh, I drove through a pretty significant hailstorm uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I, I just got my license like within a year. Oh, great! And I was <laughs> I was driving in um, out in the country a little bit in Ohio, and I all of a sudden just the heavens opened up and like marble sized tail. Yeah, I had to pull over and I almost uh, fell over into the ditch because the I, I mean it just turned so quickly. It's scary when it happens like that in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And I'm listening oh, to Dan. Yeah. He's like, well, it's the heat. And I'm like, so we're going to pay the price. We had a nice hot day, nice 60 something <laughs> degree day. And now we got to pay for it. 7 30. 15 minutes on New Jersey. 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Ah, what a mess Saturday night was. And the devastation still is in parts of Jersey from the tornadoes that's touched down. Uh, I ended up uh, spending it driving through. Uh, Turnpike South by 195 at 7A and dealing with a whole lot of hailstones and rain and stuff. Worst weather you ever drove through. How did it work out for you? Did you ever drive through a tornado? I can now say I did. What was your experience? Were you driving last Saturday night? Guy is in Union on New Jersey 101.5. Big guy, what's up? Hey, hey, how you doing, Steve? I uh, I was basically where you were, actually. I um, Was that you? <laughs> Listen... <laughs> My wife and I were taking my oldest son, dropping him off at Rutgers. We got down by New Brunswick. Right. And then we just, we saw the storm coming. So we said, we better, you know, get going. So we, we took off. And then um, you can see, you know, when you get on the turnpike around, I guess that's nine, nine. Uh, like by nine. New Brunswick? We, we that would be nine. Yeah, New Brunswick. Yeah. We started going down, you know, we were, and I was flying. I was trying to do 80 because I want to try to beat the storm. That's what I was doing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so what, what what we did was we got down by after eight eight um, got down to seven a right. Um, it, that's when it just it just basically overtook us. You saw uh, hell coming down and started getting darker and darker, 
And we must and have those, been next to each other. I know exactly where you were. Listen, those 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 emergency um, alarms that were going off on your phone. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, and I was like, uh oh, I, I I messed up, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I you know I, you know when I, when we were going down, it was saying oh tornado, you know tornado warning. I was like, oh yeah, sure, all right. But when we got down there and everything stopped, it started hailing. It kept getting darker and darker and darker. It's like a like you couldn't even see up like past twenty feet. And um, I kind of felt like, oh, I think I, I made a mistake here. It was pitch and, black. Yeah. And I yes, was going down yes, the left lane. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. And, and when um, you got to that underpass, that's where it all came. That's where everybody just said, we're not doing this anymore. Because I was yeah. flying down. I was in the left lane. I was doing about 90. about, And I'm trying to make, you know, I'm trying to get through, you know, get by this whole thing. And all of a sudden, by the time I got to where the underpass was, that's where everybody just came to a crash. No, not a crash. Everybody came to a halt. That's where I stopped as well. And then I just started looking at the trees, you know, keeping my focus on the trees to see <laughs> if anything's getting ripped up. And, and, you know, the funny thing is I have a friend in Jackson. I was telling my wife, hey, maybe we should go to Jackson, you know, uh-huh. um, you know, <laughs> nah, God, and thank God we didn't. No, not, not really. Okay. I was looking at, I was, I was looking at the overpass because we were under it and I'm thinking, I don't understand tornadoes, but if this tornado is literally, cause they're saying it is, you know, is making its way from Jackson across 95. And I'm thinking it's only a matter of time. Is this going to be some kind of saw that ends up cutting up the overpass? And uh, you think that kind of stuff? When you're no, 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 no. Listen, listen. It was once in my. This is once in my life that I was really afraid. I mean, I've driven mm-hmm. through thunderstorms and all that stuff, but this one actually, I was afraid. You know, and I, I felt like I was trapped because no one was moving, and yeah. it was almost like I'll be waiting for this thing to come to get us. You know, mm-hmm. but. Um, well, thank God we're okay. We we did we we got one for our bucket list guy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's go to Lisa in Lakewood on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. So my story is not about this past Saturday, which was absolutely horrendous for so many people, and I'm still praying for them. But mine was... I was in 1996 driving north, headed uh, to a family dinner when the blizzard hit. And I was driving from Tom's River. My destination was Linden. It took me seven and a half hours. Wow. Wow. It was, it was unbelievable. This was pre-cell phone days. Uh-huh. So my father called the state police two times in order to see if they could see my car on the parkway. Oh, my God. Well, hell or high water, I was making it home. I did have to stop in the Keyport area, I believe, what, 117? Right. Uh, to fill up with some gas. Uh-huh. Uh, back up on the parkway when, and, and I was driving a Delta 98. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. That so was an apartment on wheels. Correct. It was my grandmother's car. It was the safest thing in the world. It was like driving a boat. Yeah, um, it really was. Can you yeah, believe that was 27 years ago? I can. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, so the, the first thing that blew out on me were the windshield wipers. You know, oh. I was young. I didn't think that this was a terrible thing. I'm, I'm a stormtrooper. I'm a Jersey girl. I'm mm. going straight forward. Driving with your hand outside the windshield trying to bush off the my, snow. My head was outside oh, the windshield. Oh, God. 
But you know what saved me? This was the crazier part. That's when we did have the toll booth at uh, Sayerville. Right. But the tow trucks that were pushing the snow off the parkway, Uh they were pushing the snow like a mountain, and I could barely get my car up over that bridge. Oh. I I thought I was going to die. Well, let me tell you, these guys, they slowed down. They pushed the snow enough that it got behind my car, and they pushed my car over the hill. And like a big kid on a sled, I went sliding down the the, the bridge. These guys are heroes. Heroes, these guys are. tell you, you know, they didn't know that I was a young girl driving alone in the car. It could have been anybody. But I was seeing all sorts of um, sport utility vehicles were starting to come out on the road at that time. And I saw so many of them stuck on the side of the roads Mm -hmm. that even some of the uh, entrances on the parkway were so filled with snow from the wind drifts. Well, you want front-wheel drive. You don't really like need the SUV as much. You want the car to be sitting, you know, like driving in the front with the engine sitting on the wheels to keep it down. You don't really need to, unless you have like a lot of snow. It's a different story. But you know, you should be able to, you know, when you when this kind of weather, like tornado kind of weather, you should be okay with the front-wheel drive. The rear-wheel drive is scary because they—that's what makes the car spin out and stuff. Oh, listen, we've been there and done it all, you and I. We've driven so many vehicles in our lives. But um, we're still here, Lisa. That's the good news. And that was the scariest moment. But I do thank those that were on the parkway that were doing their job. The state troopers were doing their job. Of course, you know, they couldn't tell my father neither here nor there. But I luckily arrived seven and a half hours later. Mm -hmm. Um. And I was at my grandmother's house. She was so thrilled that I got to get to her because she was alone in this storm. And it just, it proved that God was watching over me. Absolutely, Lisa. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And somebody drop off. Call back on 1-800-283-101.5. What is your story of driving in really bad weather, really inclement weather? Were you on the road as I was? During the tornado last Saturday night. 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. Weather brought to you by Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation. Whether you're an elite athlete or just someone struggling with pain, Dr. Jody Sarah at the Center for the Natural Health and Rehabilitation cares about improving the function of your body. Go to lesspainbetterhealth.com to learn more. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Got caught driving in the tornado Saturday night. Has anything like that ever happened to you? Worst weather you ever drove through. 1-800-283-101.5. I would be remiss if I didn't bring Ryan in here and ask him. Come on in here. Where are you? Ryan. Come on in. It was so bad. So wet. What is the worst weather you ever drove in? I was looking at funny videos on my phone. Oh. The the um the f- worst weather I've ever driven in was probably last year actually. Oh, yeah. Um I was driving home. I used to work at a liquor store and all the roads <laughs> to get back um from my house from the store were back roads. And I've had pretty good luck driving. I grew up in Huntington County, so I, I view myself as a pretty good driver in the inclement weather With because the back roads especially. Oh yeah, especially. And um so I'm I'm going through the back roads, it's probably around like ten, ten thirty at night. Um 
and I see um, what looks just like a regular patch of snow on the ground. And I figure, oh, okay, you know, just, uh, you know, go straight across it. There's no other cars. I'll be fine. It's whatever. And about halfway across, I realize it's a sheet of ice with just a light dusting of oh. snow on top of it. And so about halfway through, my car starts to turn to the side. Um, and thankfully, uh, like I said, no other cars around. And um, it was the road was kind of angled off to the side and there was like a curb. So my car just kind of slid to the edge, bounced off with Mercilessly. the tire. Very merciless. Yeah. And uh, I, I made the, I got to the end of the ice patch, just kind of like came to a stop at the end of it. Um, and because I had front wheel drive, I was good to get off. Um, but You're if lucky. I, yeah, if I had back wheel drive, I don't know, I might have gotten oh, stuck. Oh, forget it. Yeah, there's nothing, you, trucks have back wheel drive. And that's a yeah. problem. You know, like fast like Mustangs had back wheel drive. And it's just, you know, that's what makes them hydroplane and skid around and stuff. The blizzard of 96, mm -hmm. I was uh, I was on the radio that morning till 11 o'clock. And I start to feel a little sick around 11 o'clock. Oh, man. So I go to my girlfriend's apartment, who's now my wife, and uh, she buys a whole, we're gonna, it's the playoffs. We're going to watch the playoffs. She got all this food and everything. I got there, crawled into bed, and in about five minutes I was out like a light. I had a hundred and something. I had the flu, like for the next couple of days. I missed the entire storm. When I woke wow. up, it was done. Uh, I'm literally a comatose for the next couple of days. <laughs> Meanwhile, I heard like all the Philadelphia radio uh, industry was holed up at the Adams Mark Hotel where yeah. you had like all these different people from all these different radio stations hanging out with each other, hooking up with each other, oh my the gosh. partying that was going on. I missed it all. That's hilarious. All hell's breaking loose. People are like struggling to survive. Meanwhile, you're like, wrapped up in bed. Hey comes across no you know, idea sun Missed comes out steve stretches yeah. like ah what a beautiful day and everyone's like all haggard what's and new? stuff <laughs> what's going on guys what's new what's the big deal we had this guy john russell uh had a jeep uh -huh. and it was a blue a blue jeep wagon here and he was the one that was transporting everybody mm -hmm. through like you know 10 feet of snow <laughs> to, from the hotel back to the radio stations the hotel back to the radio stations what a mess but that one uh, Sandy, I was here all night for, oh, uh, but there been there was one the very first time I used my GPS, I I did a show with Gemini and Jeff Norris, okay. and literally snow, sleet, rain going up to Flemington, praying that I got there. <laughs> and the G, I was so fascinated by the GPS because not only every time I screwed up, it would put me back on track. Now we <laughs> take this stuff for granted. Back then, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Don't worry, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Get back on this road, rerouting, rerouting. I loved it. Got there for me. It was the greatest thing on earth. I um, I, man, I'm I'm I never had an issue with that where I needed to use the GPS. But uh, during Hurricane Sandy, uh, right in front of my house, there's kind of like a spot where uh the ground like or the the road kind of like goes in because right. it was just a poorly made road. And so during Hurricane Sandy, as the snow was piling up and they weren't able to push it to the side. Everybody in my neighborhood, everyone in my town that was going through the area trying to get home kept, you know, getting breaking down right there. So my oh, father great. and I were just camped outside pushing people out of the snow drift and stuff. You get tips? Uh, no tips, but oh, uh, God. A great exercise. Uh -huh. National winner of the 2022 Edward R. Murrow Award for Best Newscast. We are New Jersey 101.5.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevelace. All right, Bruce is local. Played the Garden. Going to play the Barclay. Now the concert officially begins, right? All right. Uh, Bruce isn't the only one coming to New York. Uh, Donald Trump has arrived in New York for his surrender. Uh, he's opposing uh, TV court coverage. He's pleading not guilty. Charges remain sealed. His lawyers say the cameras would distract from the court decorum. And uh, New York's mayor, Eric Adams, wants uh, rabble-rousers to behave. I haven't heard rabble-rousers used in years. Ryan was saying, who uses rabble-rousers anymore? Well, there'll be no rabble-rousing during the Trump case. Just remember. Did he or did he not pay Stormy Daniels? Uh, the porn star, $130,000 for sex. Did he or did he not pay a Playboy uh, supermodel a $150,000, uh, I think it was Katie McDougal, uh, $150,000 for sex? Why do we care? Why uh, Why New York is wasting time with this? I have no idea. Uh, with, with so much else that we as a nation need to focus on, this is the big deal. Well, because they're just, you know, they are scared witless that this guy may actually uh, win the Republican nomination. And I've never seen, uh, they're just so afraid of him that they're doing everything possible to get in his way. Whereas if you really think you beat him, let him run. You know, it's kind of, if this is the best the Republican Party can come up with, and Joe Biden is the best that the Democrats can come up with, and it kind of stuck with him because he wants to run. And then you got Kamala Harris, who's nothing but a joke. I mean, it's just hard to watch her. You should have Stephen Colbert with Kamala Harris. She's got that stupid... God, is this really the best we can do as a country? But regardless of that, uh, I just want to ask, get your opinion on this. Because it's all going to go down tomorrow. What's going to happen in New York? What kind of a circus is going to happen when he surrenders? He's going to be fingerprinted. Of course, they're going to take the picture. They're going to do the mugshot. And you know it's all going to be released. Uh, but in your heart of hearts, regardless of your political beliefs, how do you think it plays out? I put up a Twitter poll. You can follow me at Real Steve Trev. We've retweeted it through uh, our station Twitter at NJ1015. I'll give you three choices. If you want to throw another one in there, please do. But how does the Trump indictment play out? I'm going to give you A, never goes to court. B, uh, found guilty, Trump goes to jail. Or C, cleared of all charges. Now, what would happen? You know, what would happen if it never goes to court? The uh, New York District Attorney is going to look like a total fool. Uh, and not only that, uh, Mike Bragg, he, you know, he basically wasted a whole lot of taxpayer money at a time when New York is probably at a low point. Alvin Bragg uh, voted last week to indict Trump, making the first time a current or former U.S. president has faced criminal charges. This is how bad they want to get this guy. And... What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they actually get him? Now, you know, there are two things. I don't see what comes, you know, unless they actually find him guilty and put him in jail. And I don't even know what the sentence would be for uh, paying a porn star uh, to have an affair 10 years before you run for president or a supermodel, you know. I heard, uh, heard a really funny line. You know, all he needs 
is one unfaithful man on that jury. And he's got, he's got nothing to worry about. Can they find the guy in New York that cheated on his wife and get him on the jury? I don't know. 1-800-283-101.5. But when you, th- I mean, when you see this, are you, what, what do you think? Are you kind of embarrassed? Are you kind of like going, what the hell are we doing? Where are we? Regardless of who it is. It's just so sad that this is where we are as a nation. You know, and that they're trying to waste everybody's time indicting Trump. When you see what Clinton did in the White House, when you see what other presidents did in the White House, and this wasn't even done in the White House. Is it really worth the time and effort in 2023 to worry about what happened in 2016 and before? 1-800-283-101.5. Does it make you shake your head? Does it embarrass you in front of the world that, you know, people look at this and go, they're indicting the former president for what? Some countries, they just, you know, that's taken for granted. (laughs) You know, I mean, seriously. But 1-800-283-101.5. The Twitter poll was really moving. But how do you feel about this? How do you feel about it as a New Jerseyan? How do you feel about it as an American? Are you kind of embarrassed? that this is what we're doing? Or do you really believe, you know what? If you did something wrong, he's got to pay the price. Go get him. And it's not about Trump. It's about whoever it may be. We've got Bob DeBono coming in this week. Bob DeBono uh, does the best Donald Trump. You've seen him before. He's been on The View doing Donald Trump. He's been on the Jimmy Kimmel show doing Donald Trump. He's been on Murphy Brown when they did the reboot. Uh, he's been on Comedy Central. I mean, he's really good. And I worked with him Saturday night uh, at the comedy show in Medford that took place before the wedding. And I'm telling you, man, when he puts on that hat, Bob DeBono becomes Donald Trump. So maybe maybe like Trump's going to pay DeBono to go to court tomorrow. But I mean, just what do you make of this whole thing? 1-800-283-101.5. I just, you know, I just feel embarrassed. It's like, you know, what the hell are you guys doing? And what's going to come of this? I've never seen a guy. Is it real hatred or is it fear? Joe is in Pittsgrove on New Jersey, Auto 1.5. What's up, Joe? Hey, my buddy. How are you, sir? Good. How about you, pal? I am good. Working working the road tonight. Well, be safe. Uh, uh, Thank you, sir. I think this whole thing is a farce. It's a, it's a, a laughing. We're, they're making our country a laughing stock. I, I think that he is going to be free tomorrow, and there's no limit to what these scumbag Democrats will do to try to keep him out of office because they're scared to death of him. And it just aggravates me to no end to see what they are doing and, and, and what they do to, to stop him. It, it's ridiculous. Bill Clinton did more than he did. Can you believe they're this afraid of him? I mean, I honest to God, I didn't think that he was someone that they would have to worry about. But look at the lengths they're going to. They are really afraid of this guy. You know what? He's not, he's not perfect. He has a big mouth, and I think that's what ruined him because he, he talks before he thinks. But I really, in my heart, feel that he was for the good of this country, and he made our country really comfortable to live in. Our, our gas prices were good. The economy was good. He did well. 
And and what he did was took the money out of these thieves' pockets, and, and then they couldn't handle it. And that that's what this is all about. There's a lot of money, as, as you know. I'm not saying nothing that no one else doesn't know, but there's a lot of money in politics. How do you get a job making 150 thousand a year or whatever the salary is, and you're a multimillionaire? You know yeah, I mean? as as Joe there's Biden. Money there. Yeah, look at this guy. I mean, this guy's a joke. And I agree with you. I can't even listen when they say that Biden's going to do a speech. Or to hear Harris talk, she's worse than Biden. It just gives no. us such a bad look. It that, just gives. nothing. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say Harris was nothing but to get votes from minorities and females, and that's what that was all about. She has no qualifications to be in that position that she's in in this country. And, and e it, it, I, every time she opens her mouth, she embarrasses herself, and she oh embarrasses us. It real. It's it's the pathetic. First time this is the first time in my life I, I feel scared for our country. I love this country. I went. I, I was in the Marine Corps. I, I, I believe in this country. I love this country. And with, to see what is happening to this, just, and just a mess going on just hurts my heart to no end. Uh, Joe, you break it up, man. But seriously, thank you for your service and protecting the people of Pittsgrove. Joe's a cop. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, Gabe, hold on. We'll give you more time. How do you think the Trump indictment plays out? Tomorrow he surrenders. There'll be fingerprints. There'll be mugshots. How do you feel about the whole thing? I got a Twitter poll up. I'll give you three choices. Never goes to court. Feels um, found guilty. Jail. Cleared of all charges. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you see it? What do you think about it? Just as an American, spring is finally here. You are back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like the newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, weather brought to you by David Bradley Chocolate Factory. Easter smash boxes are here. Crack me up eggs, bunnies, or carrots made out of chocolate filled with yummy chocolate surprises online at dbchocolate.com. Chocolate.com, your Easter candy headquarters. Got a Twitter poll up. Uh, we got 78 votes in about five minutes. How does the Trump indictment play out? I gave you three choices. Never goes to court, 51.3%. Found guilty, jail, 21.8%. Uh, cleared of all charges, 30.7%. Now we're up to 88 votes. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, uh, uh, Richie from the Gulch says, uh, where's the found guilty, no jail option, most likely scenario. Uh, Mark says, found guilty, no jail time, secludes himself away for the rest of his life in shame. All the mega lunatics fade away and realistic normal humans can go back to doing nothing and making our lives worse. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't think he's going away to live the rest of his life in seclusion and shame. I think that that'll be the last thing he does, uh, regardless of what happens here. Uh, there was um, Senator Musto, Senator William V. Musto, was convicted and actually ran for mayor and won. <laughs> he ran his wife and she won. Uh, ask Bob Menendez about that. Gabe is in South Jersey on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gabe. Hey, I'm actually Dave. Oh, Dave. Hi. I'm sorry. Hi, Dave. Dave, it's all it's all good. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Well, welcome, I've got to tell you this. Tell me. The, the craziest part about all this right. is nobody actually realizes that we could have a former president that gets indicted, goes to jail, and can still run for president but can't vote. Hilarious. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely hilarious to me. And, and, um, and the Oval Office will be in cell block age. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it would seriously. be. Really? Because you know what? It's it's one of those things. Regardless of of how all of our Republican friends feel about Trump, it it, it really doesn't matter. Like what this, what's going on right now is a travesty. Uh, this is a porn star. That yes, he may or may not have done. Whatever. Who cares? Who do, who right? cares? You're talking about. You're talking about years before. His wife should be the only one that cares about this. <laughs> That's it. His wife should be the yep. only one. And you know what? I mean, seriously, considering what other presidents have done, a porn star and a supermodel, you know, I mean, really. If, you know, it's funny because... Well, yeah, look at Lewinsky. If it were anybody... If it were, yeah, if it were anybody else, they'd be bragging from the rooftops. Yeah, I did it! I did them both! But now, because not, 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 never, not, I wouldn't go around and not, who, me? Never in a million years. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. That, that, it just, it gets me. Like, why, why is this even a debate? Like, I mean, I get it that he has to fly. I get it that he has to turn himself in. If they put those photos out, to mm. me, that's just, it's ridiculous. You know what? If they put those photos out, that's going to be his campaign. That's going to, you know, that, that could it, it actually, Elon Musk thinks is going to make him president. It's going to get him elected. You know, I, I actually, I don't disagree. Like Ron DeSantis, like, mm. sorry, I, I think he had a big chance now. I don't know. They could actually make turn Trump into a martyr. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Vince is in New Egypt on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Vince. Hey, what's going on, Steve? How are you tonight? Good, buddy. How about you? Uh, good, man. I just, um, I just, I still can't believe the shenanigans. This is, um, <laughs> it's obviously just, uh, this is a New York district attorney that's bought and paid off by George Soros, supposedly. And, oh, regardless uh, of that, why the hell? I mean, Donald does Trump, he have the, anything the, else to do in New York? Is this the biggest problem got, in New York? They got a lot more to worry about in New York. And for Donald Trump, the one man that stood up for the people and was the voice of, you know, the middle class that spoke back, this is how they're coming down on this guy. Not only that, but... This is how his, his opposition is coming down on him, right? Yeah, Not his fans. These are the people that don't like him. And are afraid of him because, God forbid, they feel that if he runs again, they don't have anybody they could put up that they feel could be Trump. And the question is now, you know, Ronald Reagan once said, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And I don't see how anybody could live the last four years that we've lived with Joe Biden in office and say that we're better off under yeah, we're any a lot, way. We're, 
we're a lot worse off than we were four years ago. That's for sure. I know that. I'm feeling it. I'm trying to make it out on my own out here. That's for sure. Everybody is. Vince, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Gary's in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gary. Steve, I haven't talked to you in a while. How you doing, sir? Good, pal. How are you? Here's the thing. Tell I'm me. good. Listen, I'm I'm ultra, ultra, you name it, conservative. And you know what? I don't wish anybody bad, but it's it's really a joke on what they're doing to this poor guy, Donald Trump. And what bothers me, and if you look at the last bunch of years, you see how they divert stories around the media. And, you know, my heart goes out to those poor people, those children that got shot down in Tennessee and the adults. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. I mean, there, there, there are bigger things diverse. going on in the world right now than this. Correct. They diverted. It always a diversion. It's just like they did when Hillary Clinton... Right when Kobe Bryant's helicopter went down on that Sunday in California, that Monday the next day was the defense team that was going against Hillary Clinton. See how the the media just swapped it. So people need to really take a good look at what's really going on. These woke people are out of control, but they're starting to realize that wow, maybe Donald Trump isn't that bad of a guy. You know, well, that's their biggest fear. You know, that, the biggest thing is that if Trump wasn't leading the polls, chances are this wouldn't be happening. Gary, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But it's going to happen tomorrow. You know, uh, the indictment has already been filed and Donald Trump's going to arrive in New York uh, to answer the indictment. And there'll be mugshots, there'll be fingerprints, uh, the whole thing. How do you feel about it? You know, just your opinion. As you step back and look at the whole thing, if you want to talk politics, we'll talk politics. But just as an overall view that uh, this is what they're doing. 1-800-283-101.5. I put a Twitter poll up. How does the Donald Trump indictment play out? What do you think happens? Do you think, uh, does it ever see a courtroom? Do you think it makes it that far? Or do you think they find a way? And now that they're in, how can the DA drop the charges? How can Alvin Bragg drop the charges? Do you think they actually find him guilty? Okay, we find you guilty of paying $130,000, $135,000 to a porn star 10 years before you were married. Now what? Uh, do you think they clear him of all charges? Now, I got a Twitter poll up. Got 100 votes right now. 51% say never goes to court. 19% say found guilty. 30% say cleared of all charges. Is this any way to treat the 45th president of the United States? This would be the first time. Uh, now, where are you on this? 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, there'll be no cameras in the courtroom. The lawyers say it would distract from the court decorum. Uh, the charges remain sealed. And here's my favorite. New York Mayor Eric Adams warns, there'll be no rabble-rousing. Rabble-rousers behave. That's Chad. He's a rabble-rouser. We let him on anyway. You rabble-rouser. Oh, yeah. You have to keep me separated. Yes. Yeah. Rabble-rouser. He's a rabble rouser. He'll never be any good. 830. New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevely's got the Twitter poll up. How does the Trump indictment play out? 109 votes. 52.3% say it never goes to court. 17% think he'll be found guilty. Jail. Uh, cleared of all charges, 30.3%. Elon Musk 
thinks that uh, Trump could actually end up winning the election in a landslide because of this. And uh, he was tweeting yesterday, as uh, Ryan, my producer, Bissell, would tell us. Um, he So it's been an ongoing battle for Musk with the blue check mark thing. Right. And uh, he one thing in particular that Elon Musk is, is really against is news organizations that tend to post a lot to Twitter and uh, um, with, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, when, when someone has like a really big name for something that's not so major. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that? What's that called? Um, when someone has a big name for it, something that's not so major? Yeah, like when someone's like, you'll never believe it. Uh, sensationalizing yeah he of oh, people sensationalizing all their articles and just posting tons of stuff yeah, so we do said, a thing like that yeah. the most amazing <laughs> he said the real tragedy of new york times is that their propaganda isn't even interesting also <laughs> also their feed is the twitter equivalent of diarrhea it's unreadable they would have far more real followers if they only posted their top articles. Same applies to all publications. I like when the owner of the company is actually telling you, listen, <laughs> your stuff sucks. Here's what you need to do. Uh, the problem yeah. with the Times and a lot of these papers is when they get you, you know, they'll, they'll, you want to open it. But then when you open it, instead of giving you the story, they try to get you to buy the paper. Oh, my gosh. I hate that. There ought to be a rule that says if that's what you're going to do, then we will not run that article. Yeah. Because you're not running the article. All you're running is a solicitation, right? If the article says Trump, oh, Donald Trump's indicted, let me see. Uh, By the New York Times. I I don't want that. I want, the Wall Street Journal does that. NJ.com uh, does it? NJ, no, NJ.com. I, I, yeah, you, know, you got you to subscribe for it. They have subscriber-exclusive articles. It was certain ones, but not all. A lot of good ones, though. Oh, yeah, but that's what they do. Yeah. Well, ESPN was doing that for years. But the idea, like with Times and Wall Street Journal, everything. So why waste my time? There's certain articles, like when I see it and I see where it's from, don't even bother opening it. Because they're going to get credit for the click, but you're not going to subscribe. Yeah. And you're not going to get the story. So now you walk away more upset that you didn't get the story, you know, uh, with the newspaper. You know, you, you're giving me an interesting headline. You're giving me a salacious headline that I want to read. And then when I get, when I open it up to do so, instead of giving me the story, you are now asking me for money. You're telling me I have to subscribe. You're asking me to log in. Uh, I don't want it that badly. If anything, you know, what you should do, what they should do, the law they should make would be, uh, you know, Trump indicted, New York Times, buy, click here to buy the story. Click here to subscribe to the paper. That's more honest as opposed to just opening it up and then, you know, upsetting me. Bill is in Montclair on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bill. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I mean, Biden and all his cohorts, they should be there tomorrow, not Trump. Trump made this country, protected us big time. All those mean countries feared us. Even um, North Korea, Trump was actually there twice, shaking hands. And uh, this, you know what? I hate to say it. America is done. Uh, first of all, here at Montclair, they have all the Ukrainian flags up. The fact is, if they didn't get rid of Trump by cheating, Ukraine would be here, would be okay uh, uh, with Trump in Russia. They cause everything. Uh, they cause a virus. They got China so upset. They put the virus here to get rid of Trump. So they cause this. They ruined, they killed Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine. It's just a mess. And this 
like I said, Biden, like that one guy says, just to see his face, Biden, uh, O.C. Goldman, they should be on trial tomorrow. Well, you know what? Uh, this, this is going to work more for him than against him, I think. You know what? My, my whole block, uh, that word they call hush money, all mm. my whole block, everybody's cheating. And, and the, uh, the spouse say, don't tell my husband, here's some money. I, was, I can't believe this, this is happening. This They're all laughing at us. This, this is like Capone with tax evasion. You know, it's like you, you want, they want to get him so bad. And again, you, well, you know, know do they really believe that they can't beat him? Do they really believe that, you know, that if Joe Biden ran against Donald Trump, that Biden would lose? Well, and if know, they do, then you got to find another candidate. Just two more points and I'll let you go. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, actually, on the uh, fake news today, I was surprised. 247, uh, they had a story. Yes, those balloons, they spied on us. They have all our intelligence. Right. Well, thank you, Biden. And a few weeks ago, when that mean person went to the school and shot those young kids and the teachers, right. well, the next couple of days, they did what that so-called January 6th did. Uh, they had thousands of LGBTQ well, people. Well, look, I don't want to get into all the politics. The, uh, the, court, the state house, everything riding. So, but that was but, not but covered the, by. No, but they, there's so much that uh, you know that didn't get covered while Trump was president. They were burning down Portland, burning down Seattle, yeah. burning down the Chicago Midway, Atlanta. You remember that? Uh, the Kenosha, Wisconsin. But but the thing is this, you know, on a on yeah. a, just on a you know on a common sense level. You know, is this really the look that you want to give the country right now? You know, do nothing wrong. I mean, everybody, well, I guess, especially famous people cheat, this, I guess. I mean, well, again, and that's another thing. This isn't Jesus. worth this isn't worth this no, kind of trouble. Bill, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, so I got it up there. How does the Trump indictment play out? Never goes to court. Let me uh, let me refresh just to uh, to make it easy here. Never goes to court. 126 votes, 52.4% found guilty, goes to jail, 17.5, cleared of all charges, 30.2. I should have put the uh, we're guilty, no jail. That could be something that gets them off the hook, but if he's found guilty, why wouldn't you put him in jail? Uh, Joe says it's going to play out in two places, the streets and the polls. You haven't seen this storm before. There's an S in there somewhere as well. And what do you think? You know, uh, if you're Trump now, are you worried about the indictment or are you saying, this is great? I couldn't buy this kind of publicity. And, and again, this is another thing that it's all about. Because now, you know, suddenly... You're going to get that, you know, the, the late night host is so happy about this. Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Colbert. Oh, my God. Colbert is jumping for joy because now they're relevant again. Now they can they can go on They get a big ear to ear smiles on their faces as they walk out on that stage tonight and they shake the hand of the band and they go into their Trump jokes like a comfortable pair of jeans. How many Trump jokes will overlap on the shows? You know, I mean, they were struggling. CNN, struggling. Nobody wanted to hear the Trump jokes. He'd been out of office for three years. CNN's ratings tanked. I mean, isn't it, do you find it odd that like Fox News has a news show called Gutfeld? With some comedy, he's a funny guy, and they're and he's beating. I know some of the guys who work on it, like Joe DeVito, who's been on the show, and he's beating three of the biggest stars in television, right? 
When you say that, when you say that uh, Stephen Colbert is one of the biggest stars in television, when you say that Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, right, Saturday Night Live, look at that resume. And here you got great Gutfeld kicking all their asses. How does that happen? With no guests. He's using commentators. Because, you know, all, if, if, you don't, if you're not on the left, you can't work. And he's still losing. So they need Trump to be back in the news. This is the greatest thing that can happen. This Trump indictment, you know, of any kind of luck, they're lighting candles. Hoping that this thing plays out for as long as possible. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you think it will play out? Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, you can win up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. What would you do with $30,000? Make those dreams come true. Listen weekdays at the start of every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Enter in our app for a chance to win $30,000. Details and rules are on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Sioka Dealerships, Experience the difference with 40 locations, 25 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Got big dreams? We got big money. That $30,000 Jersey cash coat contest on New Jersey. 101.5, the station asking, what do you think is going to happen with the Trump indictment? How do you think it plays out? You think it goes to court? You think he's found guilty? You think he's cleared of all charges? Maria's in Tom's River on New Jersey. 101.5. Oh, Marty. <laughs> Hey, Steve. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. Um, actually, I'm kind of settling down now. It's kind of like wired up the past day or two. Uh, I was on the phone with every congressional person you could possibly think of, uh, from the House Speaker all the way down to my local congressman. Really? And it takes a lot. Oh, yes, sir. It takes a lot to get me that wired up uh, that I'm calling that many people. And, and then you as called I me. Wrote and then See, I called you. They were all my opening You're, act. I like what? that. You the built what? up to me. I like that. I saved it for you because when I get off the phone, there's going to be a lot of people laughing their butts off because you're absolutely correct, sir. They just did Trump the biggest favor in the world. Exactly. Come on, let's get real here. He's good. They're going to take him into court uh -huh. with more Secret Service surrounding him. Uh -huh. than they're going to have cops. People are going to be watching this nonsense. I mean, I feel, we're, I feel like we're back to the Bill Clinton with the blue dress days. You know, how stupid was that? Oh, and, you know, here, here's the deal with this. Here, here's, the, here's the caveat they're, they're not paying attention to. All they talk about is your stark Republicans are going to – your MAGA Republicans, they're not moving. They're, they, he could kill somebody in the street. They don't care. They're voting. The Democrat wokes, they're, they're going their path whichever, whichever which way. Right. What they're looking to grab is the independents. The people like me in the middle that at my age, I've gone both ways. I voted Republican. I'm aging myself now. I voted for Reagan. But then I also voted for Clinton. I mean, it all depends. Well, you know what? But I the thing was that, if, you, if I may, like back when you voted for Reagan and you voted for Clinton, it was okay. It wasn't like a crime not to vote for yeah. their guy. I've never yeah. seen the country like this. And, you know, and, and both Reagan and Clinton were good in their own way. 
But now, I, I never thought we'd get to the point where we would have these two. This is the best this country could do for president. An 80-something-year-old Joe Biden who can barely, he doesn't even know where he is. And, and then you got Trump. He literally, it's weird. Hearing him talk it does not instill leadership, does not instill a, a sense of comfort. And then you see this and the fact that these are the lengths that people will go to, that they're so afraid of this guy. They're worried about what is this big crime? This is a crime against his wife, not a crime against his yeah. country. Yeah, well, like I said, one of my one of my calls went out to, uh, and I'm in New Jersey, uh-huh. and I took the time to call New York City um, AG office for brag. Mm. Um, he ain't bragging about this when it's over. He, no, he's not going to be bragging about. He, this he may want this to be a secret. I, you know, you know, this is really funny because I said to my husband, you know, when this, all this is all, the waters are all calm. Either Trump is either innocent of all this stuff or he's the most brilliant criminal we've ever come across in our lives. Or, or he's the and best spin so- doctor anywhere. Thanks for the call. New Jersey 101.5. That would be funny if it plays out. Hey, I'm going to give you a chance to win Reba McIntyre tickets in the next hour, so stick around. Trusted, reliable, honest. Depend on New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night. It's all right. Steve Trevelis getting you through tonight. 1-800-283-101.5. Hanging out till uh, 11 o'clock like we do every weeknight. Throughout Wednesday night, we got trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. And uh, we shall have Bob DeBono in-house. Bob DeBono um, plays Donald Trump across America. He's been on the Jimmy Kimmel Show playing Donald Trump. He's been on... Uh, uh, Comedy Central playing John- Donald Trump. He's been on The View playing Donald Trump. But he may play him tomorrow in a New York courtroom, for all we know. Uh, 164 votes on the Twitter poll. 51.2. Think Trump never goes to court. Uh, found guilty. Jail, 17.7. Cleared of all charges, 31.1. But that's not what I want to talk to you about. I worked with Bob DeBono on Saturday night. And we did a very funny comedy show at a place called Studio 67 in Medford. They went through 66 other names before they came up with this one. And uh, Justin Gonzalez, who you know from Wednesday night, he who sings the Queen uh, is in here. And uh, now he's on here because when the show ended... First of all, he goes up on stage and he's the MC and he's singing songs. I got to follow a guy who sings songs like like Freddie Mercury. But uh, afterwards, uh, we all think we're going home. And Justin holds everybody in there while he brings up his fiance. Is he going to get down on one knee and propose? No, he's going to marry her. Performing the ceremony, Jason Pollock, one of the other comedians. And he joins us now. Congratulations, my friend. Oh, thank you, Steve. And thank you for being there. My goodness. I, I, I'll i tell you, you know, a lot of people, they spend so much money, you know, and they, they, they have fireworks. We, we did without the fireworks. We had tornadoes. You had tornadoes? Really? I, that was really nice touch to order the tornadoes for the wedding. That was good. I got stuck. I almost didn't make it because my car is being thrown around exit 7A. But how, oh gosh. how did this all come about? Tell, tell me how you guys get the idea to get married. You can only do this close once, you know. How, many, how did you come up with this idea? You know, I, I wish that I could say, you know, a lot of people, of course, when, you know, that uh, a lot of my friends were texting me saying, oh, Mr. Showbiz, of course, you got to get married. At it. it wasn't even my idea. She, I, I told her that we had this great show. 
Steve Trevelis, Bob DeBono, me and Jason emceeing the event. In that and order. Just, it was going to be yep. <laughs> <laughs> just a great, a great night of comedy. And she goes, you know what? Let, let, we want to do something at, at Studio 67. Uh, you know, Jeff, who, who owns the spot, it's absolutely great. Um, you know, and uh, also quick shout out to the Colonial Cafe in Mount Holly, New Jersey. They're the ones who actually uh, sponsored the show on Saturday. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, oh, yeah, great, great, great people, great spot. And again, there was a lot of love in the room already. And we just said, you know what? Why don't we play a little April Fool's prank? You know, we'll invite all the families. Say there's a big special event, and they're gonna think that you're gonna propose at the end. Let's say April Fool's, no proposal, and let's just get married. And, you know, I, and we, we talked about that, you know, about, about, you know, how much a wedding today costs and all that. Yeah. You know, that by, by the time we pay it off, you know, we're not even going to be thinking about her, uh, you know, Emery, our, our daughter now. Uh, we're not even, not even going to think about the college, you know, uh, fund, you know, we're just going to try to pay off the wedding. Are you kidding? So sure. we just said, you know, we're going to have family. We're going to have fun. There's going to be laughter. What else do you want at uh, a wedding? And so that's that's what we did. And uh, did anybody uh, afterwards come up to you and say, is this real? Come on, tell the truth. This is a joke, right? Oh, and you know, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. There was, there was four or five people that, that were there just for the comedy show. Like, wow, that was a really, really good joke. And right <laughs> right next to me at the end of it, because we had to fill out the paperwork. So I said, well, here's the paperwork. It's really happening. In fact, I, I, I went to the, the registrar today. We have the official certificates. We have uh, Mrs. Gonzalez and Mr. Gonzalez. That's uh, that's the real deal, my friends. All right. So at any point while this is going on, you're not having any second thoughts or anything. Oh no, 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 no. She's she's awesome. Uh, you know, she's. I think one of the things that makes this relationship, you know, mine and, and Kirsten's relationship, really, really work, is the fact that she's not an artist. Yes. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. You know? Yeah, even sometimes you hear about, you know, some artists, they really, really get along. Most of the stories I've heard are just, you know, two two rams going at each other, just mm -hmm. button heads the whole time. And, you know, you know, Kirsten, she works in the medical field. She's really, really smart. And she's a great lover of entertainment. Really? So I think... I think once she found out, because when we started dating, I didn't lead off with the fact that I was a performer. So she she actually just got to, you know, find out that I was just a guy first and foremost. So you didn't like, you were on the first date, you didn't break into song or anything like that, you know? You didn't like put your arm around her, be my law. You didn't do any of that stuff, right? You were a freaking tenor. You, know? you shattered glass in this studio when you, you sang We Are the Champions the other night. People were crying while they were driving. <laughs> you you didn't you didn't you you got that in your arsenal and you didn't use it. Well, you know what I think I figure you know because there's a lot of people right. they confuse the person on stage with the person at home. Right. You know, and I've been in those relationships where you know the people they saw me on stage they became you know we became connected because of that first, and then when they learn about the fact that I'm just a normal guy, if anything, you know, so, you know, some people know, I, I talk about on social media quite a bit that I, I actually, I have multiple sclerosis mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I walk with a cane. Like these are things that, you know, when I'm on stage, I don't, I don't have a cane on stage, but you know, when you see me walking down the street, you know, I, I do, you know, I'm a very different person off the stage. So I wanted her to know who that was first. And I wanted that to be the case. And then, one day I said, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to come along? And she goes, yeah, sure. And so then we go down to Virginia so that I can play at the legendary Birchmere 
uh, with the Killer Queen experience. How about that? The Queen <laughs> tribute band, 33 and the third, the Killer Queen experience. And that, that, I've seen Absolutely. that show. It's amazing. So, so were there any high notes hit Saturday night after the show? <laughs> yeah, we went to the diner. We went to the diner. Okay, there we go. That's it. You're an old married couple, and you're not even married a week. <laughs> Look at you. And, and the best thing about the best thing about Kirsten, she lets you out on Wednesday nights to come hang with the boys over here. Oh, she she's fainted. I'll tell you, she is. She's great. Oh, she definitely is, and so are you. And I want to wish you guys the best of luck. Oh, thank you so much, Steve. Love you, brother. I love you too. See you Wednesday night. Uh, how about that? Comedy show ends and marriage begins. So here's what I want. I have a pair of um, Reba McIntyre tickets. Reba McIntyre live in New York at Madison Square Garden with special guests Terry Clark and the Isaacs. Now here's what I'm going to do. I want to hear the story of the most creative wedding you have ever attended or thrown at 1-800-283-101.5. Well, who got married in a creative way? Where's the craziest place you got married in? Uh, the most unusual place you got married in? Or where is the wedding that you attended in an unusual place? 1-800-283-101.5. Anybody get married in the church or the synagogue. Anybody go to the hall, you know, eat the, eat, eat the, eat the five-course dinner and all that. But they're in those creative places. I got married on a beach in Atlantic City. Right outside Caesars Casino. And we had the reception inside Caesars Casino. And uh, at a time in 2000 when people weren't doing that. And I got to tell you, you got to imagine what it's like to be on a beach in Atlantic City on June 10th on a hot summer day, like 98 degrees. And there I am in a tuxedo. And my brides, my, my groomsmen are up there with me, you know, my, my wedding party. And uh, one of my... My man goes and gets iced, Long Island iced teas, and we're all drinking Long Island iced teas. As 200 of my Italian relatives come down the beach on this hot summer day in uh, gowns and tuxedos and heavy suits, and all around us are people in bathing suits, you know, hey, what's going on? Check it out. Photo bombing the pictures. That's a wedding. I want to hear, right? Justin Gonzalez married beautiful Kirsten at the end of a comedy show. Talk about a close. You can only do it once. The story is on nj1015.com. I want to hear your story. The most creative wedding you have ever been in or attended. The best one's going to get a pair of tickets. See Reba McIntyre live in New York. Special guest Terry Clark and the Isaacs. Madison Square Garden is where we're sending you on April the 15th. Here's Fast Travel 1.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelese. My friend Justin Gonzalez. Married his uh, fiance Kirsten Johnson at uh, the end of a comedy show in Medford last Saturday night at a place called Studio 67. Imagine everyone's surprise when uh, they're all ready to leave. They've laughed for the night. And next thing you know, before you go, we're going to get married. Not propose an actual marriage. So I've got Reba McIntyre tickets here. Reba McIntyre live in New York with special guest Terry Clark and the Isaacs at Madison Square Garden on April the 15th. I will give these to the person who comes up with the most creative wedding that they have ever been in or been invited to. Anybody can do the restaurant, Dale. Anybody can do the church and the reception hall. 
Give me some creative weddings. 1-800-283-101.5. Ephraim is in Clinton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ephraim. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Where did you get married? Um, yeah, I don't know if it was like creative necessarily, but um, memorable nonetheless. Memorable, absolutely. You know, off the cut, off off the beaten path. Absolutely, that it was. Um, my wife having uh, gotten a little a traffic a ticket that didn't get paid was a uh, had to tie up with a, a legal correction center, like a weekend program thing she had to do. And we actually got married on a day pass because we weren't going to have a regular like you know big wedding anyway. It was just the uh, the ceremony itself to get you know legal thing done. And so she decided to go through with it anyway, and we asked uh, the, the authorities what the recommendation was. And they sent us to uh, this this crazy cat lady, Reverend, uh, on her own personal property. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Slow down, Ephraim, slow down, slow down. Let, let me get to it. Your, your fiancé was in prison, and she yeah, got oh, yeah, a date. Like, and she, now, now, what was she in prison for? Uh, it was a tie-up with, like, a parking ticket that didn't get paid, something to that effect. She didn't pay the parking ticket, so they threw her in jail. And she yes, gets a yes. day pass to get out to get married. Yes. And and where did you get? And and, and the, the 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 jail recommended you go to the crazy cat lady's house. Yes. Yes. Well. Yeah. The probation officer who was in charge of the whole thing at the time. Right. Yeah. That was their recommendation. They sent us to. Uh, I, I don't know if this is where they normally send people. You know. <laughs> Um, but this, this reverend who had her own prop, uh, chapel on her property, and there were cats everywhere. And my wife often laments that she did, um, you know, after when we were having a drink after, uh, she said, oh, it was, it, was, it was terrible. There were cats everywhere. And so, you know, we often joke about that being the summary of the whole event. Are you still married? Yes, we are. How long? Uh, was it seven years? I like that. Seven years. No pussyfooting around, right? You're still at it. I like that, Ephraim. All right, Ephraim, I'm going to put you in the hopper. Hold on. You are in the running. Best story is going to get the tickets. Uh, Eileen is in Bridgewater on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Eileen. Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, we got uh, best wedding I went to right. was a wedding that went back in time to 1922. In a DeLorean, sister and her husband were uh -huh. married in 1992. Right, and they they did a 1922 wedding. So they uh, and they did it like it was a theatrical event. So in order to attend the wedding, you received a ticket, just like you'd have a ticket to go to a play. Right. And they had playbills, you know. Uh, and she was the bride, he was the groom, and I was one of the cast members. I was uh, a maid of honor, and we all wore authentic costumes from the 1920s because her good friends worked for a Broadway producer, so we got actual 1920s costumes. Wow. We had to sing and dance in the wedding. So we had to have musical rehearsals several times. Get out. Because there were musical numbers, of course. You of know? course. And, um, and, and during the cocktail hour, she had like these real old fogies playing, you know, <laughs> like these 89-year-old guys playing music, and they were great. They were fantastic. What was the music they were playing? Like Charleston and uh, what else? Stephen Foster songs. I mean, what was popular in the 20s? Uh, it was crazy. It just... Um, wow. Wow. That's a great one. Uh, did you have to wear the long beads, right, or the the uh, the flapper outfit yeah. and all that? You did. I, I, my flapper dress. 
dress was so flappery that, like, it was cut down to my navel. So I had to actually take a pair of pink satin. Oh, God. Underline. Because uh, I really didn't want people seeing that much flap. Yeah, they didn't want, they want that much flapping going on. I get that. Right. Did you, did you, were you able to do that thing with the knees where you put your hands over your knees back and forth? Well, that was one of the numbers, one of many numbers. <laughs> uh, uh, did you do the Charleston? Did Nucky Johnson show up from Boardwalk Empire? <laughs> That's really good. No, did no. Gats was Gatsby there? It was that that themed wedding kind of on the tables uh -huh. uh, for like for the table decorations. They had uh, like in the center of every table there was a black top hat and strings of pearls. Nice. And so when it came, you know, by the time people were dancing at the wedding, all the guests were wearing top hats and pearls. It was hysterical. Wow. wow. Do you do you remember the song they danced to, the first song? No. I remember the cake cutting song, and that was modern. They did Eternal Flame by the Bangles. Oh, okay. That was a good one. I, I, when they walked in, it was, I, the name of the song was like, this is the day. Like, I had to sing and dance. It was a musical number. They did songs. Wow. From, like, Broadway shows from that time period. So it's not like, you know, it was Elvis's Love Me Tender or whatever. We were singing and dancing. Like What made them want to do that? They're, 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 they're both in entertainment, you know. That's they, a great uh, idea. continue to do that. She ends up now, she teaches musical theater to children. Nice. But, yeah, they were big into performing. They met at the Spring Lake Theater in a production. Uh -huh. uh, and so the day before the wedding, we had to get all jazzed up, wear our outfits, uh, and go to the Spring Lake Theater. And they took pictures in that sepia film, you know, that brownish white like it's like the old black and white film that right comes out, you know, brownish. oh yeah 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 like the brownish the, um, the grainy and then the pictures from the wedding were actual in color you know for the next day so it was a lot of work that is great uh, but it was uh, i'm gonna put you on hold and, uh, you know, I will put you in the hopper. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Tammy, please hang on. I want to give you more time. I want to hear the most creative wedding that you have ever attended. Man, so much creative, unusual, off the beaten path, you know? Uh, Justin Gonzalez, my friend who comes in on Wednesday night, he uh, sings Queen. He's a tenor. Uh, and he got married at the end of the comedy show that we did uh, last Saturday night. And I thought that was the best. You know, there are people, you know, and today it's so expensive to do a wedding. And, you know, if you could do something a little different, a little off the beaten path, people will talk about it forever. We still hear about the wedding we did, uh, you know, when we got married on the beach. 1-800-283-101.5. What's the most unusual wedding you ever attended? Oh, this is easy. A friend of mine got married at Kennywood, which is a... a Kenny Rogers? A or I, I think it was Kenny. It's an amusement park outside of uh, Pittsburgh. Like okay. In the Pittsburgh area. Uh -huh. So everyone shows up to the amusement park. And okay, everyone at 3.30 meet at the carousel. We're all going to ride it together. Okay, everyone meet at the big roller coaster at 4. Then we're going to ride it together. It was awesome. I, wow. I had so much fun just walking around the amusement park. And my friends are very... They're very low-key. They're very uh -huh. easygoing. So, you know, throwing a uh, wedding at an amusement park fits for them. You want to um, hear a really sucky story? Yeah, go ahead. A friend of mine got invited to the wedding.
riding at Disney World. Mm. So she has to fly down to Disney World on her own dime. Mm-hmm. She has to buy the dress. And then for the rehearsal dinner, they had the rehearsal dinner in the park. Mm-hmm. Don't they charge her $75 to get in? No. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. Oh, my God. believable. <laughs> 9.30. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey weather brought to you by Casino Pier. Easter weekend is just around the corner. That means it's almost time for the Casino Pier Breakwater Beach annual Easter sale. Get the lowest prices of the year for rides, go-karts, games, and water park passes that never expire. Check out the details at CasinoPierNJ.com. Steve Trevel is. All right. Justin Gonzalez, my friend. Comedian, entertainer, singer, tenor. Uh, got married after a comedy show in Medford. Imagine everyone surprised when he brings his lovely bride up on stage and uh, they get them married. Uh, what's the most unusual wedding you've ever attended or been to? Best one is going to get Reba McIntyre live at Madison Square Garden with special guest Terry Clark and the Isaacs. April the 15th. Tammy's in Bristol, Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hello. Hey, Tammy. So it was our wedding, uh-huh. and we, when the groom came time for the groom to remove the garter, right? We backed my chair up against the head table, so right. I was the back of the chair was against the tablecloth. What people didn't know is we had two kids behind there with a box of stuff. So the DJ started playing the Jaws theme, right? Loud, right? And as he's under my dress trying to get the garter, he comes out with a license plate. <laughs> <laughs> the mask, and eventually a shredded sleeve with the garter. Um, That's pretty and the good. Crowd was going absolutely nuts because they couldn't figure out how all this got there because they saw me sit in an empty chair. That is great. That is, and you had the kids do it. Yeah, we. My brothers were about twelve at the time. So we had them hide behind in the table under the tablecloth uh, stuff, and nobody could see them. And they kept handing him stuff from from the back of the chair underneath. That was fantastic. That was great. Good one, Tammy. Good one. All right. I'm, I'm going to put you in the hopper. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Come on. What else do we have? I got Reba McIntyre tickets. You know, a friend of mine uh, was invited to a wedding and never heard of anything like this before. The wedding was held, you know, at a at a catering hall, you know, at a restaurant. And everybody sat down for dinner. And when it came time at the end of the night, at the end of dinner, the waitress went around and handed everybody checks. Imagine this. You're the guest at a wedding, and someone hands you a bill for your dinner. So my friend Ira, he goes into his pocket, and he takes out the wedding envelope, takes out the cash that was in the wedding envelope, paid the bill, (laughs) put the change back in the envelope, gave him what was left. I think it's only fitting, right? All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Strange places that you either got married or attended a wedding at. 1-800-283-101.5. There's there's a grist mill that I used to DJ at uh, up in Lambertville, which is pretty cool. And I remember, you know, they would have the, the restrooms were across the street. And you'd have to, in the middle of the night, in the summer, hot summer night, go across the street. And there I am, it's like a white wall that's like covered with mosquitoes. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh, but what a cool place though, because you got this giant mill as you walk around, all the food around it. Another one I went to was, uh, I got invited by uh, my friends Scott and Megan Sanicky to go to their wedding 
which was at the Camden Aquarium. And was really cool about the Camden Aquarium. You know, you walk around and you see these giant, you know, fish, sea creatures, all swimming around in these tanks. And what do you think the buffet is? They got like tables in front of the tanks with seafood buffets. And I'm kind of thinking like, is that the way they keep the fish in line? You see that? It's going to be you if you don't tow the line. Debbie is in Manchester on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie, can you hear me? Uh, right. You can't hear me? You're cutting in and out. Now you sound good. Okay. I'm um, my sister's wedding in Pennsylvania. Right. It was in, it was in uh, the Brooms family's backyard that had a built-in swimming pool. Right. It was a very, I guess, low-key wedding. Everybody was talking Debbie, you're you're really cutting out. Can you, like, are you moving around, or can you, like, stay still? How's this? All right, that's better. Go ahead. Okay. So we, the the wedding was in the backyard uh, of the groom's family. Right. They had a built-in swimming pool, and uh, we, uh, when they went to get, you know, have the wedding done, the groom, the bride, I was the matron of honor, the you know, best man. We all got out on you know the diving board, right? So that everybody could see us. Uh-huh. And as soon as the minister proclaimed, "Okay, you are now husband and wife," we all just jumped right into the pool. Ah, oh, I thought you were going to push them into the pool. <laughs> nope, we all went in in our gowns and tuxedos and everything. Oh, that's great! That is great. Who came up with that idea? My sister. There you go. There you go. They're still married? Yes, they are. Ah, beautiful. All right, Debbie, I'm putting you in the hopper. Look at this. We're getting some really good stuff here. Best wedding story is going to get the Reba McIntyre tickets. Live in New York, special guest Terry Clark and the Isaacs at a beautiful Madison Square Garden. Barbara's on the Parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Barbara. Hi, how are you? Good. How you doing? Very good, and I want to start with, it's my birthday on the 12th, so I really would love the tickets for the 15th. Oh, look at you. Look at you greasing the wheel, why don't you? Yes, I am. Okay, go ahead. All right, so. This uh, better be good. My, hus- my, my husband and I, at that time, um, we decided, do we want a wedding? Do we want to elope? It's so expensive. So we decided to elope. So we went um, and went to Connecticut. I set everything up, got the justice of the peace. I got the, the wedding suite. And anyway, when we get there, the justice of the peace, we were going to a gazebo on the beach. Right. Because we were going to catch the sunset cruise. And that's where we were going to start our, you know, our, our life together. But anyway, the justice of the peace is at one gazebo. We're at another one. Get out. Keep Call him. We keep missing the man. <laughs> we missed the boat. Uh-huh. We end up at this man's living room, and you know what it reminded me of? I don't know if you ever saw. I guess it was the little house on the prairie where where the the kids are getting married, and the, and they wakes up the old lady. Uh-huh. And she's like half asleep, or what? That's what it reminded me of. And I'm, I'm like, like, what am I doing? But anyway, we missed the boat. I lost. The bridal suite. They gave it away for some reason. I don't know. Oh, my God. It really was crazy, but we're still married 30 years later, and it was like, 
Too funny. And your birthday's coming up, right? Hold on, Barbara. 1-800-283-101.5. Look at the crazy weddings. 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. And I've got Reba McIntyre tickets for the best story of the most unusual wedding you've ever gone to. And uh, we got some good ones so far. Let's go to Peter in Chatham on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Peter. Good evening. How you doing? Good. So many years ago, mm-hmm. I went to a wedding and uh, it went in Western Pennsylvania. I think it was near Pittsburgh. Right. And, you know, and I lived in New Jersey where I am now. And uh, I get there and the reception was in an American Legion Hall. OK, then everything was paper plates, paper cups, plastic forks and knives and these uh, these serving trays that came out of a deli. And it, let's let's just face it, it, it was, I hate to be, I don't want to sound mean or anything, but it was really on the cheap side, you know? Right. So uh, a few weeks later, I'm back at work and I happened to mention to somebody that, oh, I went to this wedding and it was, uh, it was, it was so cheap. It was the plastic forks, the plastic cups, uh, you know, it was uh, barely anything to eat. And uh, so somebody said to me, oh, was that in Pennsylvania by any chance? And I said, yeah, how did you know? She was, oh, that's the way they all do it out there. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I never heard that before. I never heard that before either. I like that. So so, uh, so, what did you give as a gift? Oh, God, it was so long ago. I don't know. I, and back then, I think I, $100 was, was uh, generous. You know, this was 20 years ago. It was paper. Yeah. yeah right? they, they, <laughs> they did want the paper, beat them. Thanks for the call. Denise is in Thoroughfare on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Denise. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. Um, so, I wanted to uh, let you know uh, we have a friend yes. who severely... You're bragging that you have friends? I like that. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they were into the medieval times of Renaissance, so when they got married... Uh-huh. Not only dressed in the attire, but the, everybody who came to the wedding had to dress in a Renaissance fair attire. Oh, my God. What was the temperature like? Was it outside? Oh, yeah. It was outside, and it was like 80 degrees. Oh. And we're, like, dying, and they're serving food. You can't... Everything was eating with your fingers. Oh, God. 100% Renaissance. They came in on horses, and they had jail thing going on, and... I wasn't going to go, but I just thought, let me, I want to see what it's really like. And it was definitely different. I've never been to anything like it. And they had jousting? Yes, they had jousting. They had people jousting. They hired people to do that. Uh, I'm like, it was, it was neat. But again, it was like, I was dying. I'm like, I got to take this stuff off. Was there a chastity belt? No. <laughs> well, it is the medieval times, right? <laughs> I know, right? Um, it was definitely different. I've never been to anything like it. It was cool, but I don't think I would ever do it again. No, no, no. There's only so many. Have you ever heard a place called Medieval Times in New Jersey? Um, yeah, up in North Jersey, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all about the jousting, right? You go in, that's exactly what it is. And uh, they give you, like, uh, food, like a dinner with no utensils. Yeah, they chicken. Yeah, you they, get the chicken. Yeah, with your fingers, same thing. They came around with dipping bowls and dipping your fingers. and. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, but that big turkey leg, I was like, yeah, I don't know. It reminds you of the wedding, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible, but, you know, but I think a lot of people didn't come because of having to dress up in that attire. But, I mean, it was, 
they even like gave you ideas of what to wear. Well, you know what? That was probably their way of thinning the herd, you know? <laughs> That's how they got rid of the people they didn't want to come. Denise, hold on. I'm putting you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. 420 Fest is coming up. And my friend Dan Trainer is going to be telling you all about it in just a little bit. All Jersey, all the time. I don't change my radio from 101.5. New Jersey 101.5. We get it almost every night. what we do on a Monday night in New Jersey. We all get together and dance in the moonlight. And we go to nj1015.com. We find out where to get the best desserts in New Jersey because Easter Sunday is this weekend, right? It's Sunday. And uh, you probably uh, either you're invited out, right? You're going to go to your friends. You're going to go to your families. Unless, of course, you're home hosting. I am so glad I'm not going out. I thought I was going to have to go out. I dreaded going out. And I was given the good news today that I will not be going out. I will be home enjoying my Easter. But that's, I, I digress. And don't tell my wife. Uh, but anyway. No, no, I was dying to go. Really? Oh, no. God, Zooks, don't. Please say it ain't so. So anyway, you want to find out where to get the best desserts to bring with you. You go to my uh, Steve Trevelis page at nj1015.com. You also get the story of Justin Gonzalez and uh, his lovely wife, Kirsten. They got married Saturday night after the comedy show. Joey Mullen. I'm so disappointed. I, um, uh, Beetlefest. Joey Mullen was at Beetlefest. Mark Rivera was at Beetlefest. Clyde Burtnick was at Beetlefest. The only person not at Beetlefest was me. It's a long story. But it was fantastic from what I hear. As will be the 420 Fest, which is uh, coming up, ironically, on 420. And Dan Trainer is a friend of mine. Uh, he plays in a band called Brickweed, and he joins me now on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, old pal? Hey, what's going on, Steve? Am I coming out loud and clear? You are coming out loud and clear all the way from Pennsylvania. From Delco, man. From Delco. <laughs> Dude, what was the last time we had was that British Invasion show you did? What was that, like 2002? That was a long time ago. Listen, you know what? It's over 10 years ago. I know. Over 10 over ten years ago, and our my, our good friend, Jill Ann. Uh-huh, she's the best. Been, yep. Yeah, she is the best. And it, a mutual friend of both of ours, she said, she said, I know the best person because we're both Beatles freaks, me and you, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I always consider you Mersey alumni. You Absolutely. That, right? Absolutely. Because I brought you guys on stage. That was a great yeah. night. Give Jill a big hug for me. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely will. You were our first MC, you know what I mean, of our first show ever at a theater. So now, ever. so what happened to the band now? So now you're Brickweed? We're still... We're still well, I, this is my original band. I have two bands. We have two bands. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. He's got two bands. He's multi-bandist. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, I have a cover band and original band. The cover band's the one, you know what I mean, that we do the whole, you know, British rock. That's Mersey. Beatles. Yeah, we've, we've been doing it for over 12 years now. Uh-huh. And Brickweed? Yeah, we, just played, we just played the Landis Theater. You did? Yeah, we just did. Why the didn't you tell me that? Uh, you know, Kathy Wagner runs the Landis Theater. 
I know, I know, I know. We did a benefit for a friend of mine who's actually, you know, the drummer of Brickweed. We got in a really bad truck accident. And oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but he's he's recovered, man. He's going to be ready for 420. All right, now tell me now the four the 420 festival. It goes takes place in Atlantic City, 120 South New York Avenue on 420, yep. and there's three that's tiers. Actually, that's actually the, that's actually the parking lot. That's it's going to be outside. So we're going to have an outside, you know, theater. Like okay. Outside. And this yeah. is the third year for for 420 fest. Yes, this is the third the third one, and like the first two. We're so iffy. We just did it, you know. Like, and I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to Norstep Productions, right? Um, Steve Weiss and Noren, um, they they started this whole thing from the beginning. Wow. I mean, it's because they knew that the, you know they knew that the marijuana was going to be legal soon. It was only a matter of time, and now the time has come. And they jumped on it. You know, I, mean, I play all the I play all the hot places right in that bed right there in Atlantic City. You know what I mean? Like. My favorite, I'm going to have to do another shout-out, is Tennessee Avenue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's one of the places that Mersey plays to this day. You know, so we, yeah, we're still playing, Steve. Nice, nice. <laughs> still, playing, still playing, like, you know, we still, every, you know, we, that's, our, that's our time to get down the shore every time we go down Atlantic City, which mm-hmm. is a lot. So. And you're going to be at 420. You're going to be at the 420 Fest. Absolutely. Now, tell yep. me about your music, then. Yeah, so this so this band right here, Brickweed, right. Is, is is an original band right. that was that was formed a long time ago, back in the early nineties, and it was just the same idea, Brickweed. You know, remember the weed that you know used to break it open, all the seeds would come out and stuff. <laughs> right, you named it after Brickweed. I like that. You know what? I gotta tell you something. Yeah. I uh, now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you uh, what I would call a trivia question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am I am wearing a T-shirt. Have you ever heard of a band called Gripweed? Gripweed? Gripweed. G-R-I-P-W-E-E-D. I am wearing a t-shirt right now that says awesome. Gripweed. Do you know what Gripweed is? No. No. Dan, 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 you are a Beatles fan. Do you don't know grip what Gripweed is? Nope. Nope. You got me on that one. Grip weed. Okay, do you remember the movie How I Won the War? Yes, yes, with John Lennon was in it. That's right, that's right. Do you remember the name of the character John Lennon played? No. Private Grip Weed. <laughs> and this shirt was presented to me by one Kurt Reel and Rick Reel. And Kristen Pinnell. That is, that is, that you, you got me. You got me really good. You know what I was going to say to you? What's that? Go to the window. (laughs) (laughs) That's the people. And it either goes over so many people's head and other Beatles fans just Mm -hmm. love it. And if you say go to the mirror, they think you're a who head. (laughs) Exactly. You got the whole thing here, right? All right. So now, so now, if if I had to say, like you as a writer, so I imagine there's a lot of British invasion influence in Brickweed. Uh, yes, absolutely. Everything, everything from deep. It's really a combination of Deep Purple, right? Like meets Led Zeppelin, with a little bit of like some folk stuff mixed in, also. Nice. I like you know, that. It is, and it's perfect because you know it, it's it, this kind of this kind of music. You know, people are partying. 
You know what I mean? And we just jumped on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? That's nice. Like we're sponsored by all of these. You know, we have over we have over 15, 20 vendors for pot vendors, and they all sponsor us. I saw that. Over 50 <laughs> vendors, right? And uh, this is going to be great. And you got to be 21 to get into this thing. This yes. is not for everybody. You got to be 21. Yep. And now that marijuana is legal and you get the tickets, uh, search Norstep 420 on Eventbrite. Yep. Yep. And a good time. Even good 420. Or you could even search 420 Fest Atlantic City. It's the only one. All right. Amen. Yeah, really. In all of Atlantic City, it's the only 420 Fest going on at 420. Yep. And the music will begin at what time? Uh, we're going to start this thing early. So I think the music itself is going to start early. I'd say 2 p.m. No, 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 no. Yeah. It starts at 4.20. The mar it opens at 2 p.m. I'm looking at your website. Yeah. It opens yeah. at 2, but the music yeah. starts at 4.20. Well, here's the thing. We're having a, a group, kind of a, a group you know, kind of smoke out at 4.20 p.m. Oh, okay. Right? And then at four thirty, Rick Weed comes on. All right, so that's it. You got, you got, you come out of. They have a big puff of smoke, and then Brickweed shows up. The smoke clears, and then now that's an entrance. That is an entrance. If you get married when this show is over, you will have measured up to what my comedy guy did last Saturday night. But yeah, big puff of smoke, and here comes Brickweed. That's a begin. That's an interesting. Also, uh, werewolves are, are also playing there from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, Ill renditions also from New Jersey. Uh -huh. Record keepers playing. Okay. And and us brickweed. We're the only band from Delco, but but Atlantic City adopted us a while ago. So you know yeah. What I mean, like you know, ever since we started playing there, like we put this band together because we knew this stuff was happening. You know. And we just get to play at all these cool places now. And, he, and you're playing all over Atlantic City in the summertime, too? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent, like man. I said, a shout-out shout out to Tennessee Avenue, Scott Chronic, who's also... Scott Chronic from the Press of Atlantic City. He used, yeah. to, he used to write about coffee.com, and he, I haven't seen him in years. Tell him I said he hi to my, him. He's my pal. I just painted his house. You did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. America's America's favorite painter, Steve. Come on. I like that. America's favorite painter and and, yeah. and, and you, what are you playing guitar, right? A painter and entertainer. Painter and entertainer. All right. I uh, I, I got to go hit the traffic. So this is going to be 420 Fest on 420 in Atlantic yeah. City. And yeah. uh, you search 420 Fest on Eventbrite and you are there. Yeah, and a special hello to my from my brother Frank, Frank Trainer. What am I, Casey Kasem? Another long distance <laughs> dedication? Hey, I will yeah, talk you to you. You know my brother. You know my brother. Give him you my best. Him Give him my best. Well, all right, buddy. All right, man. Take care. You got it. <laughs> Gee, surprisingly, he's plugging 420 Fest. A good time shall be had by all. Here's the Jersey 101.5 Fest. 101.5. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 as Mark Rivera on the saxophone He really kicked it at uh, Fest for Beatle fans In the Hyatt in Jersey City last night With Glenn Bertnick And uh, Joey Mullen And Terry Sylvester And he was on uh, Go to nj1015.com And read, uh, read our conversation That took place right here on the radio Alright uh, Oh I was wondering where he was. 
Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Where the hell you been? I'm in Flemington. You know where I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Good point. All right. See, see Andrew, with yeah. the witty comeback, he's had two weeks or how many weeks? Where have you been? You haven't been around for a while. I had a full month off, man. My phone, a month? My phone was being quite dumb. What, it didn't charge? Oh, you heard? Yeah, the battery was something wrong with the battery. Oh. So now, now in Jersey, we don't have the smartphone. In Jersey, we have the smart-ass phone. It's a sarcastic, you know what, sarcastic Murphy, little phone. You know, you know what Eddie Murphy said about his neighborhood? He had a car that talked. He says that in my car, my neighborhood, it talks different. It says, hey, man, somebody stole your battery. Okay. Go get them. All right, all right. All right. I, I got a joke right. for you, man. All right. all right, let me hear the joke. Let me hear the joke. These two, that's a Reader's Digest special. So don't worry about Mitch Hedberg getting mad. <laughs> so okay. psychi- these two psychiatrists in a the hospital, they're walking down a hall corridor uh, from opposite directions. And one passes the other. He says, good morning, doctor. How are you doing today? And the other doctor mutters to himself, geez, I wonder what he meant by that. <laughs> All right, Andrew, you know what I got to do now, right? No, senor. Uh, no, senor. Well, if you were to put it that way. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! And we're back. All right, here we go. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. We got the, uh, we got the uh, headlines and trev lines coming up in a little bit. But you know what? I want to write a post I'm working on now for Easter brunch. Like, where is the best Easter brunch in New Jersey? And I put it on Facebook, and I put it on Twitter, and I'm trying to find... Not getting a lot of response. I mean, like, the best Easter brunch I ever had. Um, out. Not, not not Easter brunch you make at home, you know? Easter brunch you make at home is a different thing. But the Easter brunch out. Where are the good Easter brunches in New Jersey? Does anybody know? Uh... I went to the Hyatt Regency once when I worked to Catch a Rising Star. I, you know, I was the general manager for five years in a house MC. So I would go, uh, you know, but they had an incredible Easter brunch. And I remember my sons were like, oh God, three at the time, maybe two. And I remember like, you know, taking them there. We, we treated the whole family, my wife and I. And I got this great picture of me holding the both of them. You know, uh, on stage at Catch a Rising Star at the mic, you know, at the mic stand. And the logo's behind me, and Albert's grabbing the microphone, you know, as he's wont to do. Uh, but it was, uh, it's really cool. But I mean, like, like nowadays, I've gone to some good spots. But I mean, do you prefer the restaurant or do you prefer the brunch? Because I'm more, I like the brunch, I'm more of the buffet guy. Uh, and even after COVID, I don't care. I like to, to walk through. You know, verily I walk through the hotel and I see the dishes. I walk through the valley of buffet and see all the delicacies in front of me and spoon onto my plate what I like. But I'm just wondering, like, where do you go for Easter brunch in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. Do you know of any good places? Got any recommendations? North Jersey, South Jersey, Central Jersey? I don't care. Are you going out for Easter brunch? Or do you stay home? And, you know, usually it's the ham for Easter Sunday, right? My, um, my brother-in-law's parents would cook a rabbit for Easter. It was like eating bugs. Uh, they would cook the rabbit and they would cook a baby lamb 
And the baby lamb was delicious. The rabbit tastes like chicken. I never understood. I had a friend of mine uh, would take the chip. She would, she would put mustard on veal cutlet. I said, if you put mustard on veal cutlet, it tastes like chicken. And I said, well, how much is veal cutlet a pound? And how much is chicken a pound? Why do I want my veal cutlet? To what can I do to the chicken to make it taste like veal cutlet? Now, give me that answer. And we got something going on here. But uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Anybody know a good brunch place for Easter? Like, where's the best place to go? And, like, what do they have? What are the, what are the choices? Restaurants closed now? You know, you want to plug your restaurant. This is a good time to get in. Where do you go? Like, where's the best Easter brunch? I put it up on Facebook as well uh, just to see, like, you know, what would come in. Uh, but surprisingly, like, not a lot. I put up desserts. I got a ton. But uh, when it comes to the Easter brunch, not as much as, as I thought. Uh, look at this. I, I do, everybody thinks my Facebook page is where they got to put their stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Best Easter brunch, the Harrison House Diner. Uh, Cranberry Inn. That's a good spot for Easter brunch. Uh, the Shore Club in Spring Lake is another good Easter brunch. Where do you go? Uh, Trev's on the Green Restaurant. No, thank you, Carlo Bellario. I'm not happening. Uh, but what do you prefer to like eat at home? I'm more the uh, I'm more the go out. You know, uh, but one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. See, like the, the Holiday Inn, hotels usually do really good brunches, especially when it comes to Easter. You know, but I like, I like the brunch because you get in early, you get a nice, you know, you want the breakfast, you get the breakfast, you get the, you start the first course would be the breakfast course. And then when you go back for seconds, you go for the lunch. Are you an Easter brunch guy? Oh, yeah. I, growing up, one of my favorite things was when we go to the big Easter banquet was the omelet station. Yeah. I don't know what it is about getting an omelet made. You get to pick all the fixings. It's, uh, it's bliss. You are I the king. It. Yes. Right? You are the king yes. of the pan. Absolutely. I, I, I get them all. I want everything. <laughs> yes, God forbid there should be anything left. Yeah, I you I don't want you to be able to close that omelet. Like, put yeah. it all in there. Yeah. And then you got the other guys where, like, some of them will have, like, the omelet. Then they'll have, like, the carving station. Yes. So you got to get that. So, like, <sighs> what I do is, like, I'll go, like, the first round, mm -hmm. you know, is where you get the breakfast round. Yes. And then mm -hmm. after you eat that, then you go back up, and then you get the lunch round. You move on to the ham, maybe a little scalloped potato, like something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, there's, there's so many different delicacies. Yes. But like, where, where's, the, like, where's the best Easter brunch you go to New Jersey? Oh, my gosh. I actually haven't been to an Easter brunch in New Jersey. All of my Easter brunches have taken me out of state, so yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a good source on that one. Yeah, usually, like, there's a lot of good places. Hotels do the best yeah, Easter brunch. Yeah, absolutely. Because they got nothing else to do. As a kid, it was the Holiday Inn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was exactly. the buffet at the Holiday Inn. That the Holiday it. Inn, yeah. that's, that's the one, right? Mm -hmm. I remember that one. And I was saying the other one, the Hyatt Regency in Princeton. Oh, okay. Because right. like, when I was a Catch a Rising Star, which is in the Hyatt, yeah. you know, I, I, I got a deal, and the guy cut me a break on the brunch. So I brought the whole family there. Oh, nice. And uh, got a nice picture of my boys when they were three years old. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing on stage at Catch. I still got the picture framed in my house. You know, it wasn't easy getting that picture because I had to chase them around the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I know that <laughs> but, struggle. But, yeah, but we got that done. All right, it's 1030.
Now, the latest new... Moms. Yeah. New Jersey weather brought to you by Maple Leaf Farms in Manalapan, one of the largest garden centers in New Jersey. They sell wholesale to the public, and they grow what they sell with the largest selection of tropicals, hanging plants, annual flats, roses, and so much more. Visit MapleLeafFarmNJ.com. Their prices are insane. All right. Don't forget, go to NJ1015.com. Check out the wedding that happened after the comedy show. The best desserts in New Jersey, in case you got to bring them for Easter. What are you doing for Easter? Um, I'm going home to see my family. It's been a it's been a couple months since I've seen them, so I'm excited to to go back. Um, you want the free meal? That that and the free that and the free that meal. and the free that meal. and and my brother's going to help me do my taxes. Oh yes, uh, that that deadline is is increasingly coming up. Yeah, it's the um, fifteenth. Yeah, are you are you you said you're staying home with your family? Uh, I'm staying home. We That's were awesome. going to go uh, over the river and through the woods all the way up to. Freaking Pennsylvania. We get out of that. Uh, all, so the up there, all the way up All the way up. <laughs> all the way up. In a, way up there. Anyway, we get out of that. That's not happening. Uh, so he's going to end up staying home doing nothing. <laughs> That's not bad, though. No, I like that. I'm a big fan of staying. I am a big fan of staying home and doing nothing. Do you consider yourself a homebody or would you travel if you had more time? You know what? The way my life is laid out, just by not doing anything, things just happen that I end up... Like, if I get a week and I don't have to do anything, and you're sitting there and you're like, you know, especially like when you, you're doing this all week, and then you do, like, you write the post every day and you do the show and all that. Mm-hmm. Ah, nothing to do this weekend. Oh, got a comedy show. <laughs> ah, I got something to do this weekend. So on those weekends that I'm not doing anything, mm-hmm. I kind of like it, you know. Uh, yeah. But let's, uh, let's do this. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today, oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on? A good question. All right. In New Jersey, we like to think that we do some pretty weird stuff or that we're some pretty niche people. But Maine, I think, may have us beat. They claim to have the biggest ice disc at 1,776 feet. Biggest what? The biggest ice disc. So volunteers... What's an ice disc? I I thought the same thing. But volunteers in Madawaska, Maine, um, cut out a giant uh, 1,776, like foot disc like a literal like a record like a disc like, like a frisbee like, like a, a big disc? circle into the into the ice oh oh, oh ice disc yeah okay. an ice disc and so um what they did with that ice disc to make it official like that is they this played ice it on, disc. A, on a turntable what did they do with it um you people have to be able to get on top of it and spin it around so it's not enough to just cut out a big circle in the ice. It's got to be able to rotate. Sounds like the Flintstones. All right. Yeah. So they have the biggest ice carousel, and it's one thousand seven hundred seventy-six feet. Um, I think that's how how I think that's its diameter. Um, so it's it's almost a half mile. And Poland Springs bought it for when it melts. <laughs> yeah. What it means to be for Maine, spin the ice disc. But like, I, I it got me wondering, like, what other kinds of like centric things that there are out there in Maine. Um, and, well, That's like, pretty much it. In just in general, um, and so uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find more of those as, yes, as we please, go. Yes, please, please. Um, but our our next thing here, Harry Potter, are uh, is going to be getting a TV series reboot on HBO. Is he really? Yeah. Uh, it was just uh, worked out earlier today that it has been announced. Um, but they're going to try and make it, uh, instead of doing each book as a movie, they're going to do each book as a season of the TV show. 
That's not a bad idea. You know, more and more, more and more shows are doing that now. More and more, because remember, beer league guy Baldinger came in here, yeah. And beer league too. It's not going to be a movie. It's going to be a, a series. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think it started already. Uh, but they're going to start streaming that. You know, yeah. more at Cobra Kai. You know, instead of movies, they're going for the series because the series you get more life out of them. You can sponsor them; they last longer. Yeah, and I think now, I mean. If if you sat me down and watched to watch Game of Thrones and then like you know the 2003 Lord of the Rings I and you were like all right I'm gonna have you watch 15 minutes of both which one was the movie you know I, I'd probably have a tough time telling you which was which. Well, let me ask you this though: Can you sit through a movie anymore? Um, I don't it, know if I could. It depends. Like in a movie theater, I feel like that's like a whole different thing. Like you're there. No, no, for you're that. home. You're home. Like you're if home. I'm at home, it's it's if I sit through a movie at home, uh-huh. I'm probably gonna fall asleep. I can do an hour. I can do a half hour. But here's the other thing. Mm. If I sit through a two-hour movie, I'm, I'm going to nod off somewhere. But if I binge, no problem. So you can I, watch two hours of a show? Yeah. I can, I can watch, like, in one-hour increments, I can watch endlessly or 30-minute increments. But, like, to sit there and say, okay, it's going to be a two-hour movie or two-and-a-half-hour movie. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Back it up. What did I miss? Yeah. But if you do, uh, but like with the, I watched The Offer. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the making of The Godfather. What an incredible show. But I I mean, like I got hooked on that. It was 10 episodes. I did it in a weekend. Wow. I just <laughs> couldn't stop. I had another one. It's like, it's like a drug. Another one, another yeah. one. Uh, but if it were like, you know, but to sit there and watch The Godfather, which is like three hours, would never make it. Yeah. But if they broke it up into episodes, and I see more and more series now, more and more things that could have been movies are actually now going the series route. Yeah. Um, what is it? Like uh, the uh, pilots for a lot of TV shows. I mean, when, when a pilot is made, it's kind of like packaging what, you know, this uh, an episode of like the perfect episode or something like that would be like of a show. And so more or less, like that's as close as you can get to having like an episode beginning, middle and end, like a story, like a movie. And uh, most recently, the show I saw was Wednesday, which uh, has been, you know. Oh, The Addams Family? Yeah. And I mean, halfway through the pilot, like I completely forgot I was watching a TV show. Just like the the, the level of CGI and uh, everything that was going on um, and the storytelling, you know, it, it was all as strong as a good movie, not just really? like, you know, a one-off TV How, show. Was it really done well? It was. I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone who's, really? who's, you know, wanting to see that stuff. Were you an Addams Family fan? I was. I watched all the 90s ones, like Adam's Family Values and stuff. So how does Wednesday, like, how, what is this, how does this fit in? Because it, so it, it's dramatic, right? It's not a comedy. It's, it's or a, is it? It's a dramedy, I guess. Dramedy? Um, it's, it's dramatic because it's Wednesday, and she's, like, a very dramatic person. But it's funny because um, it's this character starkly contrasting. I won't say, like, you know, stuff about the story, but it's starkly contrasting against the background that you wouldn't think she would be starkly contrasting against. Um, All right, so yeah. hold on. For every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, you know you can win $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. What would you do with $30,000? You make those dreams come true, like Hall & Oates did. Uh, listen weekdays at the start of every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Enter in our app for a chance to win $30,000. Details and rules are on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Dealerships. Experience the difference with 40 locations, 25 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Got big dreams. We've got big money.
the $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest on New Jersey 101.5, where Ryan will give us more news. Yes, more news. Uh, so, uh, the Mario movie came out. It did. It did. It debuted today. The Super Mario Bros. movie based off the 1981 uh, classic uh, video game. And people are kind of annoyed with Seth Rogen, of all people. Why? Because he has stated that he refuses. Uh, he says, uh, the exact quote here, I was very clear that I don't do voices. If you want me to be in this movie, then it's going to sound like me, and that's it. That was the beginning and end of that conversation. So and so he's in it? So he's Doing his own voice? Seth Rogen's in it as Donkey Kong, the big gorilla that tosses the barrels at Mario. Doing his own voice. Doing his own voice as Seth Rogen. So let him do his own voice. What do we care? Well, that's but the thing is, you get access, and this is what people have said, you get access to one of the most well-known IPs in all of gaming and all of pop culture. And you just want to do your own and voice. And you're just going to go in there and be like, hi, it's me. You know, you're like, everyone knows who him, I am. That makes him... See, that's, that's like, you know, if, if, if they want to hire that... Then that's on the movie, yeah. not on him. He knows he's here's what I'm giving you. You know, um, I watched on YouTube mm -hmm. a reunion that took place in 2000 between Carol O'Connor and Gene Stapleton. I don't. Carol O'Connor was Archie Bunker. Oh. Gene Stapleton played Edith. Yeah. And when it ended, when All in the Family, All in the Family ended in 1979, mm -hmm. when Gene Stapleton didn't want to come back as Edith Bunker, she had told Norman Lear that I've done, I've, I've done everything I could possibly do with this character. So she was only in four episodes the year before, mm -hmm. and she decides that she doesn't want to do this anymore. And she also decided that she did not want to come back. They were going to kill Edith off. Oh, my gosh. And she did not want to come back and play a death scene. Uh, and Norman Lear, uh, she said that she really didn't realize. She said that she felt um, that she hurt Norman Lear by doing that. And Norman Lear created the whole thing. Yeah. And she went to Norman and she said, you know, uh, you know, Norman, it's just a character. And Norman's like, not to me. So what happened is now Edith, they, they, the way they explain Edith's death in the picture, mm -hmm. uh, they, they changed the name of the show to Archie's Place, oh. Archie Bunker's Place. Oh. There's no more All in the Family. Now it's Archie Bunker's Place. He's in a bar. He's got a little girl that they, and he and Edith they were looking after. And the, the episode revolves around where he wouldn't take the little girl to the cemetery to see Edith. Everybody, he can't, he was not handling Edith's death well. So everybody uh, had gone into his house and removed everything that Edith owned, everything Edith, mm -hmm. so that he wouldn't be reminded. And he goes in after work and he finds a pink slipper under the bed. He plays the death scene. A brilliant YouTube, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Carol O'Connor plays the death scene with the slipper. And it's riveting. So anyway, 2000. Wow. Gene Stapleton comes back. And they do this reunion uh -huh. on the Donnie and Marie talk show. <laughs> and Donnie Osmond says to Edith, do the voice. You know, we, Gene Stapleton. And Gene Stapleton, a serious actress. She's not Edith Bunker. Mm -hmm. And when you see her sitting there next to Carol O'Connor, who's not Archie Bunker, and they're just going back and forth having fun. And he says, you know, come on, do the voice. She says, no. I don't do the voice because the character, you know, I, I'm done with the character. I've moved on and I don't do the voice. 
you know, first of all, I don't, I only do the voice for money. Yeah. So Donnie takes out $20. $20 <laughs> A lot more money than that. I'm not doing the voice. Wait, real quick before we run out of time. Yeah, good. That 70s show. Did you? Uh, that 70s show. Did you watch it after Eric Foreman left and The Office? Did you watch it after Steve Carell's character left? No, but you know what? You know why Steve Carell left? Why? Very, very simple. He went and asked for more money. They said no, so he left. Huh. It was as it was as simple as that, and they didn't believe that he was that big a deal on the show. <laughs> they didn't believe that he was a central character of the show, so he asked for more money. They said no, and they, they said, oh, "I guess I got to leave." <laughs> but it was, it was like it was so awkward and stupid that had they just given him the money, it would have been a much better show. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, the same thing like with when Ashton Kutcher left and uh, you know Foreman left. Yeah, it was like not Foreman. Uh, Eric, what's his name? Uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace, yeah. When, when they left, it's not the same show anymore. You, you'll stay and you'll watch if you're a diehard because you were, you were, you know, I remember like Happy Days. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, by the time Happy Days ended, it was Fonzie and Joni <laughs> and Ch I mean, all the central characters are pretty much gone. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, as, and there was a guy named Ted McGinley. Mm -hmm. And Ted McGinley replaced Richie Cunningham in Happy Days. He replaced uh, Steve on Married with Children. Anytime anybody left the show, Ted McKinley <laughs> was brought in to replace him. All right, let's do this again tomorrow, shall with we? With Ted McKinley. With Ted McKinley. Great job by you. This has been the Steve Travelly Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.